If you have your Bibles and want to turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 6, I'm going to take a short reading here, about four verses that we're going to read. I'm going to talk to you about a subject that's very familiar, but maybe I can say something that will help you today. I have been thinking deeply about a few things. A lot of times, some of the things that I bring to you, I can't bring to you until I've personally had to deal with them and had to ponder them in my mind and had to think through them and consider them and discuss them and pray over them and fuss over them in my own head. Uh, How many of you know what I'm talking about today? Amen. Thank you, all both of you. God bless you. God bless you. Well, the rest of you may understand by the time I'm done. Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to begin with verse number 7. It's interesting how the Apostle Paul begins to write to the church at Galatia. In his opening words, he says, Be not deceived. The issue is, is deception is a trick of the enemy. And there is a problem in the world and in the church where many, many, many are deceived in their own mind. This is an ongoing problem. The Apostle Paul addresses it from the onset, from the beginning. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Now let me take a moment. I don't want to just read through here today. I want to take a little time to and spend a little time here because the, the, the subject matter is the law of sowing and reaping, right? Are you with me today? So the subject matter is the law of sowing and reaping. But verse 8 starts putting it in to proper perception. See, I believe that we have misunderstood the law of sowing and reaping. And we say, well, if you, you know, if you kick the tire, the tire is going to kick you back. That's not always the truth. That's not always the truth. That's why a lot of people can live and do evil and don't pay the retribution in the here and now. I'm going to help you understand it down the road because eventually they will pay because, see, they may put it by everybody here. Nobody knows, nobody sees, nobody understands. You're the only one. But there will be a day that they're going to stand before God. At that moment, be not deceived. God's not going to be mocked. God's going to say, what you did not want anybody to know, it is about to be revealed to the whole world. Because the thing you thought that you got by with, God said, be not deceived. I will not be mocked. Maybe you spent an entire lifetime. You kicked the tire, the tire never kicked you back. But we're going to talk about you kicking the tire. And you will be judged according to your works, according to your deeds. So we've got this 
misunderstanding because of years perhaps of misquoting and misrepresenting this passage of Scripture. For he that soweth to the flesh, the law sowing and reaping, right? So if you spend your life seeking after the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption because everything that is in the flesh is corrupt. But when you sow of the Spirit, when nobody's seeing it, nobody knows, so I'm, I'm going to stop doing it because nobody recognized it. Nobody was here when I was praying at 1 o'clock in the morning. Nobody was here when I was cleaning the, the, the church at 11 p.m. Nobody saw me, me out, uh, you know, grading a parking lot. No, nobody, nobody saw me working on a new campus. No, my name didn't get put in lights. Don't worry. God's not going to be laughed at. God's not going to be misunderstood. Because there's going to be a day he's going to say, I saw every prayer you prayed. I saw every tear you shed. I saw every act of kindness that nobody knew about. I knew every tithe check you wrote when you couldn't afford to write them. I know every time you gave in the offering when it was the last little bit. you, you, you I, I saw it all along. Be not deceived. Because this... This passage is not just about reaping the results of sin. The law of sowing and reaping says that when you sow into sin, you're going to reap corruption. But it also says, but he that soweth in the Spirit. There's a flip side to the sowing and reaping. So when you sow... In the spirit. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth. You sowed in the spirit. Then. You're going to reap life. Everlasting. See some are going to get in front of him. And say. We cast out devils in your name. We spoke with tongues. We gave alms. We did all these things. He's going to say, depart from me. The whole time you lived a lie. The whole time. Depart from me. And then there's going to be some that get there and people are going to say, they never really did anything that mattered. Their name was never written in lights. And the Lord's going to say, I was there. With you through every valley, through every struggle, through every hardship, through everything that you ever did, for every secret thing you ever did, I saw every bit of it. I've kept an account in the record book, and I'm going to reveal it now. Well done. Then verse 9. And let us not be weary. That's not speaking to those who are living sinful. Oh, come on now. I'm trying to encourage somebody this morning. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, that law of sowing and reaping, it's going to come back to you. Don't just think it's just for those who are doing bad 
kicking the tire and the tire is going to kick them back. For everything that you do, for every Sunday morning that you got up, when your body didn't feel like getting up and you pushed through the pain and you pushed through the agony and you pushed through and you made it. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. As we therefore, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now watch, 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 watch that last, because this is all in together. That means everything that you do that is good to them of the household of faith. I, I want to be an encourager. I don't want to be a stumbling block. I don't want to discourage somebody. I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to help them get there because if I'm understanding this, be not deceived. Every kind thing you do for those of the household of faith. On the other side, they may not even say thank you, but on the other side, he's going to say, I noticed. You were doing what you were supposed to do. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit today. On the law of sowing and reaping. The law of sowing and reaping. Lord, help me this morning to speak what you've laid upon my heart. Help our hearts to be open and pliable to the Word of God. Let our minds comprehend, Lord, the, the simplicity of my teaching today. And God, the areas where my abilities run short, I pray that your Spirit supernaturally supersedes my words and speaks into the minds and hearts of people to help them comprehend, Lord, the importance of this subject matter. In Jesus' name, let everybody shout amen. amen. The issue is, is that everything that you do and everything that you say and every decision that you make, you are so, and I want you to say the word everything. Everything, everything that you do, you are Sowing. You're sowing. So every, every, every word. The, the scripture said that you will give an account for every idle word. Am I in the scripture? And every idle word. So there is no, there's really, in, in, we, we feel that, oh, that was just, nah, I just said that in passing. I just did that in passing. It's no big deal. There was nothing. We're going to give an account so the issue is, is there's no way I could possibly exhaust the subject this morning in the next, oh, uh, I don't know. The clock says I have about 30 minutes. I'm, I'm looking at your faces. They're saying I've got about 20, 25. But I got one sister that wants me to go an hour this morning, and she's probably alone on her island. But she tells me all the time I don't preach long enough. So one of these days, I'm going to just preach a message just for Sister Wanda. <laughs> Me and her, will shout and carry on. The rest of you can sleep through it. Walk out, leave, go home, whatever. So you never stop sowing. Everything that you do, you are sowing. When you got out of bed this morning, you were sowing. You're sowing. You cannot expect that... The actions, the words, the attitudes, the spirit, everything that you do is projecting 
are sowing into the future. Now understand that the word sowing here is termed, this, uh, the, the Bible is full of, of, um, of, of allegorical type teaching and uh, you know, the subject matter uh, here is, is on sowing. It's really, when, when you sow, you understand the, 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 that the process of sowing. Uh, there's a lot that, that comes into play uh, before and after. The idea of sowing is taking, uh, the Bible actually is written, of course, during major farming times, and now we've moved into a whole new era. And so sometimes the simplicity uh, of the Scripture just zooms right over us because we're not thinking about what we're doing. The, the, here the law of sowing and reaping is really talking about uh, the law of, of projection. Uh, you are projecting into the future. So the words that you speak, Sister Paula, the kindness, your smile, your hand, everything that you do is projecting into the future. When you're kind to people, they don't forget your kindness. You're, you're sowing, you're sowing your, everything that you do, your, your, your kind acts. They're noticing, they're paying attention. And so uh, you may think, oh, well, they didn't notice what I did. And, but they, people notice, they pick up. So you're constantly sowing into the future with everything that you do. Sin, sin is the same way. When you sow into a sinful life, you're sowing into the future. Be not deceived, you're going to pay a retribution for that sin. It's going to come back. That's why, uh, you know, people can't, can't be, uh, you know, you, you can't hurt somebody and not expect that uh, it, it's going to have an effect. There's going to be an effect. The law says that when you, when you sow that hurt, uh, if I ask Sister Carrie to hold her hand out here and I, and I slap that hand, I turn that hand over, uh, and I'm going to see after a while, she, she, she's a quick learner, see. See, because the sowing, it, it, it has repercussion. In a minute, it's like, no. Don't put your hand, no. Uh, there is a reaping. There is, so sometimes we, we can get caught up with, well, why do people treat me the way that they treat me? Well, sometimes it's the law of sowing. Why do people act certain? Well, it's the law. It's the law. After a, after a while, after a while, we have trained people to know what to expect and how to, to anybody with me today? Is this too much for Sunday morning? So the law of sowing and reaping says that everything that you do, every word that you speak, every action uh, is all sowing. You're sowing. So therefore, don't think that you can say something and say, well, I didn't really mean anything by that. You, you just sowed and be not deceived. Uh, actions are going to create reactions. It's the law of sowing and reaping. I hope I'm breaking this down in simple terms so that we can understand it. It's not, uh, well, because you said something about somebody, somebody's going to come back and say something about you. That's not, that's not at all the law of sowing and reaping. That's the law of getting even. That's a license for you to be able to kick the dog because the dog kicked you. That's, that's, that's how you can talk about your brother because your brother talked about you. But that's not biblical. The law of sowing and reaping is, is that when, when, you, when you say something, you're going to pay the consequences for what you say. It will come back. 
Or when you do good to someone, it is still the same principle in everything that you do. The principle applies to everyone. It, it, this, this principle, this law of sowing and reaping applies to both Christians and non-Christians. I know that upsets some of you. The law of sowing and reaping is not just to the household of faith. The law of sowing and reaping means those who are non-Christians who do good will reap the benefit of doing good. That doesn't mean they're going to be saved, but what they sow, they're going to reap. So what they put in. And so uh, it, it's, it's not just to the Christian. It's also to the non-Christian. This principle is irrevocable. There, there's no way to escape it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. He, God takes account. When you think nobody else notices, God takes account. And so God's paying attention to it. So either for the believer or the unbeliever, it's the law of life. Everybody say the law of life. So the law of sowing and reaping is the law of life. That is that, that uh, you know, it, you, you, will, you will reap what you sow. Uh, you know, I, it's, just, it's just a process. Do, do you notice uh, that Galatians begin with, uh, verse number 7 begins with, be not deceived God is not mocked and here is lies the root cause for very careless lifestyles very indulgent lifestyles that many people choose to live it's an indulgent uh, carefree careless lifestyle that uh, well I don't want it to be this way I don't want it to turn out that way you ever hear people say that well the only way that it's going to quit turning out the way it's turning out is for you to change what you're sowing now, I know you ain't liking this this morning, are you? The only way that, it, that the, in order to change the harvest, you have to change the seed. You can't keep planting what you're planting and expect that you're going to get a different end, a different result. It is the law of sowing and reaping. It is the law of what you are putting out. God himself put it into motion. And he said, well, I, I know, I know. But people, if they just knew my heart, I know that I cuss everybody out and yell at everybody and talk, but I don't really mean it that way. Well, unfortunately... We live in a world that is bound by the law of sowing and reaping. Now, if you want people to quit taking you that way, then you got to quit talking that way or acting that way or being that way. So it, it, is, it is a law that we live by. And, and, and you, you can be deceived all you want, but the scripture said, don't be deceived. God's not going to be mocked. He sees to it because if you get by in the here and now and nobody knows and nobody sees, he's saying, be not deceived. God is not mocked. There's going to be a day that you're going to stand before him. And when you stand before him, then everything that you hid from everybody else and all the good that everybody thought you did or thought you... Now God is going to reveal. Oh, well, look at me. I dress nice, look nice, put a happy face on, did all this in front of everybody, but behind the scene, and the Lord's going to say, let's talk about what's behind the scene so that everybody now sees and knows. And now is revealed the truth. And the, the final words will not be, 
enter into the joys of the Lord. It's going to be, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Because you thought God was going to be mocked. So to mock God is to turn up your nose at God and, and to hope to outwit Him in some foolish way. Uh, to think that maybe you got by to change the rules because it's you. So the issue is the heavy part of this. I've been doing a lot of thinking and studying on this. So the heavy part of this is that we, we all are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So that we will be recompensed according to our deeds, both the evil and the good. So the encouraging part of this message today is that it will not only be all of the things that were hidden that God's going to reveal. He also is going to unveil all the things that people have not seen. The problem is, is that most of us live, we are so fleshly minded, so earthly minded, so carnal in our thinking, so carnal in our nature, that we really aren't too concerned about what's going to happen in eternity and in the hereafter. I mean, I've heard preachers say, I don't really care what happens after I'm gone. Boy, you're missing the whole point. Everything we're doing here is preparing us for there. Every action, every word, this is all preparing for there. It's because someday we're going to stand before Him. And so that's why he left us a whole process and pattern. The scripture gives us, if there's sin involved, he gives us a route out. He said, if we sin, we have an, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, he is the propitiation for our sins. So if we sin against God, we have an option. We have a way out. There is a way out of that sin. If we sin against our brother, the scripture said there, there is a way out of this. You, you have to go to them and you have to make things right. You have to fix this. There is a process that the scripture, in, in every situation, the scripture says there is a way for you to get out of the situation that you're in. But you're going to have to follow the biblical pattern in order to get out of the process that you're in. If you think that you have a better way, you are deceived and you think God is going to be okay with your new plan. He says, no, I left you a plan. Just as clear as I told you the plan of salvation, how to repent, how to be baptized, how to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm going to leave you a lot of other plans. That's why he left us a complete financial plan. He said, this is the financial plan. You're going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All the other things are going to be added. You're going to give the first, the, the, you're, you're going to give a tenth, the first fruits of all your increase. And when you do this, then I'm going to remove the curse off of it. And I'm going to see to it that you're, ne you're, you, that you're never going to be devoured. As a matter of fact, I will devour the devourer. He said there is a whole principle he says here's the whole deal you, you need you need to help in your home and marriage here's the whole thing uh, uh he, he said you, you you need help with your children now if you abuse your children and you and you you provoke your children to wrath and you do a lot of bad things to your children and you're not the parent that you're supposed to be uh you, you know you're going to reap that reward be not deceived that you're not going to decide that that you know you're going to live a whole life of this and in the end boom you're going to do a 360 and Everything's going to be good. No, you're going to reap the product of that parenting and, and, and all that you did. However, he did say, if you train up a child, 
in the way that they should go. When they're old, they're not going to depart from it. There is the law of sowing and reaping. See, in every aspect of life, where it's financial, whether it's relational, whatever it is, he said, there is a way. I'm giving you an option. Here's how you got to fix it. If now, but, but here's how we, well, I got a better idea. Be not deceived. Is this too much for you today? I got a humanistic way. I got another idea. I'm going to fix it my way. It's going to go according to the way that I want it done. According to what? The, the, the scripture of the Lord said, I've, I've laid you out a plan. I've told you this is how it's done. I've told you this is how it's going to work. You do it this way, then you're going to stand before me, and I'm going to judge you according to your works. And according to the word of God. Did you do this according to the word of God? When it comes to salvation, we'll die for salvation. And, and you know, we're ready to tell everybody, have you repented of your sins? Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Did you receive the Holy Ghost? Have you lived a separated and holy and godly life? Then, woohoo, wonderful. He's going to say, okay, how about all these other areas of your life? Because the law of sowing and reaping goes beyond if you repent and are baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and live a holy and separated and godly life, then you are going to, you're going to be saved. You're now saved. You're on your way to salvation. He says, okay, there's the law of sowing and reaping. Obedience to the Scripture equals eternal life. So now let me lay out all the rest of these things. You want answers in your home? Here's the answer. You want answers in your family? Here's the answer. You want answers with finances? Here's the answer. You want answers with job? Here's the answers. He lays it all out. And everything has a, has a, a, a reaping or a, a time that it's going to come back together. Now, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 meant, I meant to... To, to start earlier today and, and bring a pot plant with me. Uh, I, I didn't bring it. I, my wife usually carries around a, a marker. Somebody might get mad if I write on this, but if I took that marker that she has in her, in her purse, I, I'm not going to really mark on this, but if I take that marker that she has in her purse and I, and, and I write on here, I write on here, beans. Beans. We want to grow beans, right? Y'all want to grow beans? All right, what would you rather? Tomatoes? All right, you'd rather tomatoes. Okay. Tomatoes, tomatoes. We're going to grow tomatoes. So we, we write on here, this is what we want. This is what we intend. So if we're going to plant, we're gonna, we want tomatoes because... Now, are we wanting tomato plants or are we wanting tomatoes? We're wanting fruit. All right, so, so some, of you, some of you Indiana tomato connoisseurs now, uh, what, what's your favorite kind of tomatoes? What are they? The beef steaks. Somebody said they like cherry tomatoes. All right, so we, go, we want beef steak tomatoes. Now, I don't know too much about what the plant looks like because probably if they want beef steak tomatoes, there's a reason why they want beef steak tomatoes because they're good. It's about lunchtime. So we want a beef steak tomato. So we know what we want. We want the outcome of beef steak tomato. So I got my pot here, and I need some beef steak tomatoes. So 
I got to take some soil, and, and I've got soil here, and, and, and we're ready to go. I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to have some beefsteak tomatoes. Mm. That's the outcome that we want. Now listen, I mean well. We want beefsteak tomatoes. You understand that, right? We want beefsteak tomatoes. I don't have any beefsteak tomatoes seed. But I heard you have some okra seed. And nobody's going to find out. <laughs> nobody's wiser. They won't know. But I want you to plant it. All right? Thank you. Thank you. You're not playing along with me today. <laughs> Unless you plant beefsteak tomato seed. So the plants come up and it's like, oh, look at those tomatoes. We used to grow okra and that stuff would get tall, big tall okra. Dad's out there cutting that okra all the time because it grows so fast. If you didn't, it'd get huge. So you'd be out there cutting that okra. We, we want beefsteak tomatoes, remember? The plant's looking beautiful. It's all looking great. We're out there taking people on a tour. Did you see my beefsteaks? <laughs> Strange looking, aren't they? Look a lot like okra. <laughs> but nope. The outcome... That we're looking for is beefsteak tomatoes, and the Lord knows my heart. Right? You all know my heart too, right? And you know if I'd have had those beefsteak seed, I'd have planted them. So I went to Brother Ron. I got a good explanation. All right? Because I didn't have beefsteak, and I went to Brother Ron, and all he had was okra, and we planted okra, but in my heart. See, my heart was right. And if people knew my heart's all that matters. And God knows my heart. Oh, I'm hurting some of you right now. Because you know I'm right where you live. And so, look at my beefsteak plants. They're beautiful. The little yellow flowers come out. Woo! Those some funny looking beefsteaks. What in the world happened? Why did my home turn out the way it did? Why did my kids turn out the way they did? Why is my relationship with others the way it is? Because there is a law. The law says that you sow what you reap. You don't sow on good intent. You can sow all the good intentions that you want, but the harvest you're going to reap will depend on what seed you sow. So I'm going to give you just a few of these laws of sowing and reaping. I got about 10 minutes by the clock and about two minutes by your face. 
you got to plant good seed. And every day of your life, you're planting. Everything you do, you're planting. And here's the thing. You will reap more than you sow. That's why people sow. You can take an ear of seed corn and shell it off and plant it and you get more than one ear. Because the law of sowing and reaping means it comes back to you in measure that is much greater than what you have sown. I wish I had time to expand this. So the issue is, if you sow to the wind, I think it's Hosea that says you're going to reap. Oh, come on, Bible scholars. You're going to reap a whirlwind. Because you're always going to reap more than you sow. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. That's why you got to be careful with what you're sowing. Because you think I'm going to say this and this is what I'm going to get back. But when you sow this, you're going to get it back many times over. Because the law of sowing and reaping is that you sow what you reap what you sow and you reap more than you sow. That's why the good that you do, every time that you do good, you can count on it. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that you're also going to reap in measure that is pressed down. I'm not just, this is a whole thread, a concept through Scripture. Shaken together and running over, it's going to come back to you. You're going to reap. There's responsibilities to the law of sowing and reaping. You can sow good seed, but if you don't tend it properly, there's going to be some issues. That's why parenting is so very important. Somebody ought to say amen. That's why, that's why taking, care, taking care of your family is so very important. You know, I, I often say regarding summer, people are on vacations. I took, took my own vacation. Um, hope I can get away for another day or two before summer ends. Uh, we talk about, you know, it affects church attendance of people. You know what? If they are sowing into their family, that's a good thing to sow into. Everybody needs a vacation. Everybody needs to get away. Everybody needs a break. And so that, that, that needs to happen because it's replenishing. It's so, you're sowing the right seed, and you're going to reap a harvest of what you are sowing. So the, the idea here, the idea here is that, is that you've got to tend to what you have sown. So you can sow into your family. My kids are raised in and around church. It's all they've ever known. Our, our home, our family, our conversations. We, you know, we sit around the house and, and, and I'm looking for the next thing I'm going to preach. I, you know, uh, whether you know it or not, uh, when I preach twice on Sunday and once on Wednesday, uh, I don't just decide an hour or so before service what I'm going to preach. All right, so when I, say, when I say you're dismissed, greet each other in the name of the Lord, I immediately start thinking, oh, my Lord, Wednesday's just right around the corner. All right, yeah, it's, it's funny to you, but it isn't to me, all right, because I live here. And so I, I'm, it's Wednesday, I got to get to man, Wednesday, I got to be ready. Wednesday, I got to think about that, that Proverbs series. I got to get in that book. I got to study that book. And by the time Wednesday gets here, I'm already thinking about Sunday. And my goodness, it's not one service on Sunday, it's two services on Sunday. I envy all those one service guys. And so, uh, you know, I'm, 
And so I'm writing two term papers between Wednesday and Sunday and, and building the church and all that. And so, and, you know, I'm sitting around the house and I'm, I'm hey, y'all, y'all here, did you read that article? Uh, Spencer, did you hear Dylan, you know, Annette, Gentry, uh, y'all? And so it's, it's the conversation around our house because I'm always, I'm in, I'm in preparation mode constantly for what's coming. And so my boys kind of get raised in that environment is what's going on. And there's a point that we have to say, whoop, we got to unplug. Otherwise, I'm going to burn them out. Because it's not them that's called to do my job. And so I'm going to burn them out. And so I, I got to unplug. I got to get away. I've got to spend some time. I got to tend. See, we've sown a lot of good seed, but we got to tend to it now. We've got, to, we've got to work the ground. I remember my dad, he'd have plants come up, and he'd go out there, and he had this push, big old huge wheel thing, and he'd push, and he'd go out there, and he, he'd roll that soil up on the, up on the plants. And, man, that, thing would, that garden would look beautiful when he was done. He'd, he'd roll all that black soil up on the plant. He'd go down through there. We always had a big garden, and he'd be out there working in that thing. And I was a kid, and I was sweating. I hated that garden. I wanted to go fishing. Dad said I had to work in the garden. I'd be out there working in the garden. We got to pick beans. We got to shell peas. And we got to pick tomatoes. Have you gotten the cucumbers out today? And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness gracious. Go to the convenience store. Go down the market and buy something. I got to get out here and work it. And Dad, was he'd get out there and he'd work in the garden. He'd get all of us kids lined out. There's five of us. You take this row and you take this row and you take this row and this row. And I'm going to run and make a phone call. <laughs> Just kidding. That's how I am. <laughs> so the deal is you got to tend. you you got to make sure. See, the, the Bible said there was a sower went out to sow, and he sowed good seed. And then after he sowed the good seed in a good field that he had tilled and he had worked in, the Scripture said that while men slept, that while they were asleep, Though the enemy came in and began to sow tares. So you got to protect it. Just because you sow it doesn't mean that you can just say, well, I, I did something good. I did. No, it's a constant process. All right, y'all are done. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll get to the end of this. So I'm not going to really get to the end of it. I'm, I'm on page 3 of 11. No, I'm serious. We'll have to talk about this again. So I told you I've been thinking about this a lot. And so you've got to tend to what God has put into your care. You have to tend to it because you are tending the law of sowing and reaping. You sow good seed and you have, it's not just good intentions. See, you can come over here to the okra plant. Now this okra plant's putting on okra and we're there saying, I don't understand it. And an elder in your life saying, well, remember when I was counseling you and I told you beefsteaks? But you wouldn't listen. You, you, were, you were bent on good intentions. And you meant well, but instead of waiting until you could go get, you know, get down to the store and get beefsteak, you went over to Brother Ron's house. And you got something off of him. And whatever it was you got off of him, that's what's growing right there. And I trusted him that it was okra, but it may not have been okra. You don't know. 
Because if he don't have any invested interest, I'm just planting seed that somebody told me to plant. That's why you need to be careful who you're listening to. And so I've got to start tending it. And here's what I'm going to pick up the next time I come back to this text. I don't know when. I may do this next week. I may do it. I'm going to come back to this. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to start here. You've got to tend to the potential. Because you can have a great big huge plant with beautiful flowers, but yet you don't have a tomato on the vine. You're tending to the potential. With faith knowing, I planted beefsteak, I'm going to tend to the potential of this thing. Because I know what happens when you plant a beefsteak. I know the, proce- the process. I know what you do. You have to learn to tend to the potential. All right, I know this is kind of lesson style. Sounded like a Wednesday night, didn't it? So I don't know much else to do other than to have you stand with me right now. But God has put potential in your care. He has put potential in your care. And you have to tend to the potential. So what potential has God put in your life? What has he placed in your life? What kind of of potential do you really have? What are you tending to? Because whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And you're always going to reap more. And the outcome of how good the fruit is. See, the tomatoes can have worms in them, bugs on them. They can lay on the ground and get a rotten spot on them. Any gardeners in the house? But you tend to the potential. You make sure you go out there with the little bread ties, you know, and you zip tie them up on a stake. Oh, you're done. You got to tend to the potential. God's put a lot of potential in you, but you're just letting it roll. You got to tend to it. You got to give the more earnest heed. You got to give the more earnest heed. I got to really think about this. I, I, I got God put some potential in me. I got to really think about what He's doing in my life. What is it that God's put in your life? What potential has He put in your life that's going to reap a harvest? The whole idea of sowing and reaping is you will reap if you faint not. You got to keep on. Be not weary in well doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep tending to what God has put in your care. Keep tending to the potential because if you stop tending to the potential, the potential begins to diminish. The potential that God has put within you, it's worth spending some time on. God bless you this morning. Lord, right now, all over the building, I pray you speak into hearts. I pray now, Lord, that every person in this room has heard the word of the Lord today. And God, that you have started a process in their life to them recognizing, God, that you haven't missed one thing that they've done. 
be it the smallest thing or the greatest thing, you haven't missed one item. You have taken account to everything. You're watching every little small thing they do. Lord, you're, you're watching how they're treating the call that you put in their life. You're watching, Lord, how they're treating the things and the blessings that you have placed in their life. God, you're given account. One day we're going to reap if we faint not. I pray right now, God, that you help some folks make the right adjustment in their life to start tending to the things that you intend them to tend to. Leave, Lord. Leave the things that are not important in life and tend to the things that you want us to tend to. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Let's worship.